Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points.
welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me on Gay Mass tonight. I am, um, hold on a second, I got a problem here with this uh, mixer board. I turn this up so I can hear myself. There we go. How are you, everybody? Thanks for joining me tonight on Gay Mass. Those of you listening live or in the archives, thank you for listening. Um, tonight we're talking about, well, the name of this show is Madonna, Is That You? And I'll explain to you why in a minute. But first, if you haven't heard the show before, you can always go to offlimitsshow.com, also spreaker.com. You can hear the show live both places. You can also listen to the show by subscribing to the podcast on um, on iTunes uh, as Gay Mass or Off Limits Show and also uh, The Rain Purge Show. So all those shows I do. <clears throat> also, you can hear me on iHeartRadio if you want to go there, iHeart.com. And um, also Pride 48. So feel free to check me out in all those places, and I'm happy to have you listen. So tonight I'm talking about um, Madonna. Oh, by the way, if you want to call into the show, you can call in 214. Uh, what the hell is the number? I always forget the freaking number. <clears throat> it's 214-357. <laughs> I can't remember. I've had the same number forever for like four years. And I don't even remember what the freaking number is. Um, <clears throat> hold on a second. I'll find it for you. But while I'm doing that, talking about tonight, um, Madonna, is that you? And the reason I t- entitled this Madonna, is that you? Is because I want to talk about a guy's obsession with Madonna. And, um, you know, as you know, I'm a huge Madonna fan myself. And um, so I, hold on a second. Sorry, I'm getting distracted here. Uh, I'm a huge Madonna, huge Madonna fan myself, and I'm also uh, I've had friends who are huge Madonna fans. But this guy has gone way too far because he has had over seventy five thousand dollars worth of plastic surgery to actually look like Madonna. I mean, he tried to look like Madonna. He doesn't look like Madonna. <laughs> I mean, there's a vague, very, very vague resemblance. The nose is very similar some of the cheekbones and stuff. He's got fake contacts to get her green eyes, <clears throat> which look fake, excuse me. But uh, he's so obsessed with her that he's decided he wants to, or he's had $75,000 worth of plastic surgery to change his appearance as well as uh, he's also um, spent over $100,000, he says, on wardrobe. And I, it's incredible to me that... Um, that someone would go through these links. Now I had a friend when I was in high school, his name was Ryan and he was highly obsessed with Madonna and he, he sure he still is, I'm sure. Um, but he always tried the problem I had with him. And first of all, I should say I was into Madonna since I was 13 years old. I always liked her, but I didn't really get into her like, like fandom, you know, like a crazy fan. Um, style until Ryan and I got together, you know, as friends and we're always hanging out and talking about her and obsessing over her videos and stuff. And so, um, I began to realize, you know, her, her genius myself. And so I always liked her as well, of course. And, and so it's one thing to be a fan, but another to actually go to the, to the extremes to actually look like her. And the problem I have with this is that first of all, if you want to look like someone that's, you know, and want to be or emulate someone, Madonna is a great person to do that with, I think, <clears throat> but this guy who's gay, he, uh, it's obviously impacted his life greatly. Think about $175,000, what he could have done with $175,000. He doesn't, he lives at home, I think is what, uh, at the time that the show was on, it was on MTV's, um, I've got a crazy obsession or something like that. I can't remember, but it's, uh, what was it called? Let me see here. Um, let's see if I can find the, the thing here. Okay. 
It's called. I've seen the show before. Um, my strange addiction. Yeah, that's it. And uh, it's on TLC actually, <laughs> not MTV. And his name's Adam. And anyway, so he's opted to do this, and I find it to be so disturbing because. You know, someone who who does this and chooses to do that obviously has some major issues uh, with self esteem and and you know with uh, self acceptance. And to be to emulate someone else is is you know to this extreme is obviously very unhealthy. It's one thing to want to um, emulate the good parts of someone and to want to you know take what Madonna has done with her her life and career. And the message she tries to send out in terms of empowerment, self-empowerment and, and loving yourself and accepting yourself and in uh, being a misfit, but still, you know, having your own power and, and so forth. And so these things that she herself has, has cultivated, you know, uh, for her fans and that's great to, to want to take those uh, lessons away from her career and what she's achieved and what she's accomplished throughout her 30 plus year career. But to actually go to extremes and actually want to look like her is another thing. And so to look like her, to change one's image and to look like hers, anyone else for that matter, to try to emulate someone to this extreme is ridiculous. Does it, does it make you think that you're going to be Madonna or be whomever you're emulating? No. I mean, you're just going to look like someone who's trying really hard to look like someone else. And so it's a really hard lesson for this guy to learn apparently, but apparently he's now is, has given up his, his Madonna thing. He's had obsession. He's had for years, sold all of his clothes and memorabilia because his boyfriend gave him a, an ultimatum that if he didn't, that he would uh, leave him. He even said to him, he said, you know, I want to be with you, not a 56 year old woman. <laughs> and uh, that's a good point. It doesn't matter if it is Madonna. Um, you know, and I feel like it's like, I think it's sort of an epidemic in some ways in our, our community, because I feel like a lot of gay guys and I understand where it comes from. And the reason I mentioned my friend from high school is because the one that loved Madonna so much, he would, you know, when she did the uh, fever video, if any of you remember that video, she shaved her eyebrows off. And actually it was uh, deeper and deeper. And um, that video, that was the video she did that in. But anyway, she um, shaved her eyebrows off and she dyed her hair real platinum blonde and whatever for erotica. And he did the same thing. And whenever she would change her hair to black for, for um, jet black for rain, he did the same thing and so forth. So he always kind of did that. And because he was trying to kind of hijack her style, but not just her style, it was like he was trying to, to be her in some way. And I always looked at him and felt like he was an incomplete person. And I feel that way still about him because he really wasn't um, at the time. You know, of course, he was a teenager and none of us were. But he didn't uh, cultivate who he was. He was cultivating Madonna or her image. And so it was always really kind of, I don't know, it, too far, you know, too extreme for me personally anyway. I always thought it was uh, too far over the edge and he needed to kind of pull it back a little bit. Um, but of course, you couldn't tell him that at the time. And, you know, even now he's still very Madonna obsessed, uh, I can tell. And, um, that's fine. The problem is that if you do that and you emulate someone else, you forget who you are and you don't get to learn yourself, the beauty of what you have to offer in the world. And so, um, this guy in the show, Carlton, who was one of her backup dancers, uh, for the blonde ambition tour, if you ever saw truth or dare, you'd remember Carlton. Uh, he was a black guy, big, tall black guy. 
with a big dick, apparently, <laughs> if you know what scene I'm talking about. Um, so it was, uh, you know, um, him and this, that the health, this guy and kid kind of come out from behind Madonna's shadow and actually learn how to love himself. And that's of course the main message and, and point for anybody who is, uh, is trying to come to terms with who they are and love themselves. And so I was very happy to see that he, he did that. And that's one of the messages I have in my show and always has been as well is that, you know, you've got to be yourself regardless of who, who that is and accept it and love it and own it. And someone who does that has so much more power than someone who's being someone they're not, you know, pretending to be someone who they say they are. And really there's someone completely different or very different. <clears throat> Um, they have a much more power because having self empowerment and having uh, self love and self uh, esteem and those sorts of things about oneself takes a lot of time sometimes, especially for we gay people who have to really um, battle our way through that um, even more so than just a normal, normal, normal person. I say normal average person, I should say um, heterosexual person because a heterosexual person still has to go through those things as well. And, and coming to terms with who they are in their various ways, but gay people also have the uh, added uh, difference of being gay and having to come out. Um, and then there's people who are also minorities and also gay uh, who also have to deal with both of those things as well. And so you have so many things coming at you. It's really hard to have that self-worth and that self-identity. And sometimes you, you get it. Sometimes you get it when you're young and you're, you're teen years. Sometimes you get it in your 20s. Sometimes you get it in your 30s. Sometimes you never get it at all. Sometimes people get through their entire lives and never learn the lesson that uh, is so important, and that's to love yourself. And without loving yourself, I'm sorry, it just does not work. Life doesn't work <clears throat> because you make decisions uh, based upon all the wrong reasons and all the wrong motivations. Instead of basing decisions on uh, who you are, you're basing them on who you think you're supposed to be. You're basing them on whatever persona or you're projecting to the world instead of basing it on um, the reality of who you are and what you need. Um, and of course, that can never, that means you can never be fulfilled if you do that and if you go through life that way. So it causes all these issues. So anyway, I just thought it was a... Um, I thought it was a weird um, thing for this guy to actually, you know, go through this and actually uh, just to look like Madonna, for God's sake. I mean, I, I mean, I love Madonna, but I would never in a fucking million years want to look like her. Not because she's not attractive or beautiful in a way, but just because she's, it's not me. I want to look like myself and be myself. I like who I am. So that's what I have to say about that. Now, there's another story that I saw um, about um, men and Kegel exercises. Now, Kegel exercises. Um, women have been told to do Kegel exercises for a really long time now um, because they're supposed to keep their vaginas tight or whatever. And um, instead, a lot of guys, these days, a lot of guys are doing Kegel exercises to help improve stamina, um, you know, last longer. And, um, and also they have harder or more intense ejaculations, et cetera, supposedly. And so you can also control the ejaculation and prolong it, et cetera. And so, um, it also helps you don't not to pee in your pants, I say, <laughs> which is good. But if men do Kegel exercise, it helps in all these ways as well. And I don't know, I've never had a problem with stamina. Stamina has never been a problem for me. It takes me forever anyway. So <laughs> just FYI, it takes me forever. Um, so, um, 
that's not a problem for me. Um, but some guys who are quick on the draw, so to speak, uh, can do Kegel exercises and it helps you control your ejaculation and prolong it. So that's good. They say you're supposed to actually, uh, clench your, what they call your P muscle. Um, and you start doing 10 to 20 reps per day and gradually work your way up to 50 and then clench for three to five seconds and release as your muscles begin to strengthen increase the time from three to five seconds to five to seven seconds. And, um, you can do them anywhere. You can do them sitting down. You can do them standing up. You can do them wherever. No one ever really knows that you're doing them. So anyway, that's a good, some good, um, some good advice for people. And also as you get older, you, the big, the muscles in your, that control that begin to get weaker and begin to get less strong. So it's important to keep them, you know, uh, doing their job. And if you do that, you won't be as incontinent when you get like 11 years old and can't keep, hold your pee or whatever. <clears throat> anyway, the other thing was, I am, our, uh, there was an article about, um, what's his name? Uh, what's his name? <sighs> oh my God. Uh, um, Colin, Colin Farrell, uh, talking about Ewan McGregor's penis. Now, if anyone knows me, they know I have always had a huge crush on Ewan McGregor. I think he's just gorgeous. And I think he's just gorgeous. I just do always have. And, um, just, and I love his personality and he's a good actor and everything else. <clears throat> but anyway, and so he came out and said that he had a huge penis, I guess, from working with him in, in some play or movie or something. But I mean, I already knew that cause it, and it's been a rumor in Hollywood for a long time that Ewan McGregor had a huge penis and, um, but you can see it. He's been, he's been in a lot of movies where he's been, um, completely naked and full frontal. There's one called the notebook. I mean, the notebook, the pillow book, I think, um, a long time ago, a train spotting velvet gold mine. Um, there was another movie too. I can't remember that he was in that he was full frontal. I can't remember, but there's several of them. So if you want to see that, you can always find out for yourself by going to watch those movies. It's worth it just for that. Um, there's also another, uh, article about, uh, poppers. Now I have never, I've never used poppers. I've never wanted to use poppers. I just, I've never been a guy who needed substances for anything. I'm not a substance user, uh, meaning drugs or I'm just not into them. I just, it's never been my, my deal and that's fine. It's just not my thing. Uh, but you know, I've been with guys in the past, you know, not, not boyfriends, but, or relationships, but guys I had like, you know, sexual relationships with only or one night stands or whatever, who would use poppers. And then we use poppers usually for two reasons. One, to give you a higher, uh, more intense orgasm when you came, because apparently they intensify your orgasm. And two, for ones who are bottoming, it helps them be, be more relaxed and so they can take a bigger dick or harder or whatever. So, <laughs> so that's, why, that's why most gay guys take those things. Um, and I've never done it. And I've smelled them because I've been near them when they were using them or whatever. But I, I never have actually used them. Anyway, apparently they're really bad for you. Um, one article I read said that they can cause brain damage, uh, permanent brain damage. <clears throat> and the other one said it can cause something called sudden sniffing death. And certain people are susceptible to um, poppers in a way that you would be susceptible to, um, I don't know, taking a huge overdose of co co cocaine or something. Um, because just genetically you're predisposed, predisposed to actually have a heart rhythm disorder and that heart ry rhythm disorder, 
they call when it comes to this is sudden sniffing death, which you, you can't even know you have necessarily until after you're, you die. And if you do have that happen, they take you to the hospital. There's nothing that the doctor can really even do for you. So it really doesn't even make sense to do that. And uh, so stay away from poppers. <laughs> um, I don't think any high or any orgasm is worth that. And I think, you know, there's a lot of other ways you can intensify your orgasm besides poppers, like um, being fucked in the ass is one, um, you know, dildos, um, you hold your breath when you come. I don't know, whatever. There's lots of things you can do uh, or just have good sex for God's sakes or, and prolong it. I think the best sex is when it's longer, when it's short, it doesn't, it's not as good because you don't have the buildup of intensity you have with an orgasm that you do when it's a long-term, um, sex session. <laughs> so if you're having sex for an, you know, I'd say the average person probably has sex for probably half an hour to 45 minutes. Um, and, but I think if you have like an hour and a half or two hour session, which I've had those before, <clears throat> they are, and you have lots of foreplay and, but you don't come and you, you hold off until the end, you know, two hours later and you have all this built up, uh, built up, um, you know, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for <laughs> built up tension, then, uh, the, the orgasm is a lot more intense. So there's a lot of other ways for you to get that same kind of, uh, high without having to sniff, uh, fucking, uh, chemicals up your goddamn nose. So I certainly don't advise that. <clears throat> um, the other thing I was talking about was fat shaming in the gay community because there was an article also about what's his face, Sam, uh, what's that singer's name? Oh my God. What is that singer's name? Uh, Sam Smith, you know, it sings that song. Um, what the fucking song? I, mean, I can't even think right now. You know, how, you know who Sam Smith is. He sings a song. Um, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. He's got two really good songs out right now. It's kind of slow, kind of R and B singer. He's white. He's English. He's anyway. So Howard Stern called him really fat, ugly, and effeminate. And, um, he, you know, it's just really hurtful that someone would say those things about, I mean, Howard Stern is a shock jock and that's what he does, but it doesn't, if you have to, you have to sink to the point where you are calling people out for things that are just, you know, who they are for whatever reason without actually using wit or, or thought and just being mean and asshole, there's no talent in that at all. All it is, is just being mean and an asshole and to get shock value and that's it. And so, uh, they called it this guy, you know, fat. And so it's interesting in the gay community, especially because Howard Stern, who's heterosexual says, you know, what's wrong with Sam Smith because he's, he's gay and he looks like a straight guy. He's fat, he's ugly and he's effeminate. Um, and so I'm like, you know, what does a gay guy look like? A gay guy looks like just anybody else. I mean, the stereotype of a gay guy is someone who's very well, who's very fit, who's usually very good looking has a good body, works out at the gym all the time and, um, has perfect clothing and perfect car, perfect house. And, you know, lots of money. This is the stereotype of a gay man when the reality is not that the reality is, yes, there is a segment of the gay community that is that, but there is a majority of the gay community who is not that there are gay men who are less attractive. There are gay men who are less fit. There are gay men who are less wealthy. There are gay men who are um, working, you know, trying to get by just to make ends meet and, and ones who don't have any interest in fashion and any interest in, in brands or labels or, or being someone's gay best friend. I mean, there's all kinds of people in the gay community. And so just stereotype us and put us in that, that, that corner is, isn't fair, but specifically when it comes to this, uh, particular 
um, story about Sam Smith, um, you know, calling people fat and fat shaming people in the gay community is very, very typical. It's very much like being a heterosexual woman and how women have to live up to some ideal standard of beauty an ideal standard of beauty, which means it's unattainable. It's not, it's not, uh, something that's, that's sustainable, usually in a healthy way. And rarely is it what you see in the magazines. When you see a magazine, whether it's a man or a woman, they're almost always photoshopped. Whenever you see a press photo or a celebrity photo or any photo of someone who's a promotional photo of some sort or a video or anything, they're, they're photoshopped or their makeup's caked on or whatever people who think that people look the way they do in movies and TV are deluded because most people don't. Even in Hollywood, if you took people out of that environment in Hollywood and it didn't have, they didn't have all the makeup people and the trainers and all of the, you know, the, the people that they have to help them be beautiful, they would be look just like the rest of us. And that's the truth. And there was actually like a, um, I don't know, it was a video. I don't think it was a video. It was a uh, it was a picture, side by side picture thing years ago. I saw of what actors would look like if they weren't actors, and what they would be like if Cameron Diaz was like a like a like a um, housewife or something, and what she would really look like, and if she looks like all you know fucked up or whatever. Um, oh, hey JP, how are you? Uh, where was my show last night? I had a show last night actually. Actually, it was two nights ago. I did a show and the show was entitled, um, always the hoe. <laughs> and I sat here for half an hour talking about this particular topic. And the topic was about being always the hoe and never the husband. And cause someone had posted on my Facebook that they were always the hoe and never the husband. And I kind of reprimanded them about why that was because they tell me how they, you know, anyway, I talked about that for like an entire half hour and that was my entire show. And then when I finished the show, I or actually the next day, I realized that the show had no audio because my, um, my mixer board was not plugged into the computer. <laughs> I had unplugged it by mistake. And so the entire show had no audio. So if that's what you're referring to, that's what happened to that show. And so I had to, I had to re remove that show. Um, but I had a show last night. It was acoustic mass. No, I had a show last night. Acoustic Mass was a show, bitch. It was on last night. Two nights ago was the show that I was uh, talking about, though. But yeah. Um, and I'm just not reading. I just logged into Twitter. I mean, Twitter to uh, Skype. And I'm reading right now. I reposted the episode that myself and Grant called into your feed. So you might see us all up and down the nursery show. You're very welcome. Thank you, too, by the way. You're very welcome. Um... Where is my email notification for what? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, two nights ago, I don't know if it was two nights ago or was it two nights ago? I don't know. There was one night where I couldn't post anything on Facebook. I had to post it just on Twitter. And you came to that show though, because that's the night that there was no Facebook uh, thing actually. Oh, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> now it was fun having you and uh, Corey on the show because um, it was good to actually talk to people. I haven't talked to people on my show in a long time. Because like I said, I used to always do it on Blog Talk Radio where everyone had the uh, switchboard built in and on here, you don't have it. So I don't know why you didn't get my email notification, but I did do a show. So whatever. Um, you'll get over it. But it was it was fun to do that because I usually, I used to always have people call in and it was a lot of fun. So thank you for calling. It was fun to talk to your, your interesting roommate too. <laughs> it was interesting uh, and fun. 
So good to talk to him. I hope, hope you guys work out as roommates and, uh, you have a, a ball together, uh, a, you know, not that kind of ball, but anyway, um, anyway, so as I was saying, saying though, uh, fat shaming. And so I just don't think it's, 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 it's stupid. It's inappropriate. And just as it is in the heterosexual community, it is, uh, but you know, in terms of women, it is incredibly, um, there's like a great deal of pressure in the gay community to look a certain way if you're a gay man. And if you don't look into or fit into a certain, um, type, then you're deemed deviant somehow, or you're, you're ugly or you're not, you know, the same, you know, and I'm talking not just about weight, but about appearance, race and about also appearance and about, um, your facial structure and your hair color and the way you wear your hair and whether you have facial hair or not and blah, 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 blah. And that leads me to like classes and classifications. You know what I mean? Um, it's like, it, that's something I should talk about. Cause I really gets annoyed. I get really get annoyed by that. Like people who require you to choose a type of gay you are like, you know, there's the bears. Bears are typically people who are, um, they can be bigger in terms of their weight or they can be bigger in terms of, they can be like muscle bears, but sort of just bulk more husky. And then there's like leather daddies and there's like, um, cubs and otters and all this other shit. And then there's seals and, <laughs> and then there's, uh, jocks and then there's preps and, um, I'm sure I'm forgetting them. And there's all kinds of you know, twinks and there's all kinds of, of people, that, uh, are in the gay community. And it's so, uh, it's so like annoying because people are so into this ridiculous, uh, unattainable physique, whether you're gay male or female or heterosexual female. And, um, it's good to see in the past, I'd say past five years or so, the, there's been a shift towards, well, first of all, if you look at what gay men today look like versus what they look like 10 years ago, uh, generally 10 years ago, we were still in the smooth, like all shaved and metrosexual look, you know, very quaffed and everything else and metrosexual. And now it's all like the porn look, like the porno guy look, which is like all tatted up and and usually bigger guys and, and not like so skinny and twinky and, and just hairier and with beards and stuff like that. So generally that's how most people these days seem to be going in that direction, which is good, but that's how it is. Tastes change. I think back to the nineties, think back to the nineties when, when like looking at gay porn in the nineties or whatever, everybody was like smooth as a baby shaved. There was no hair at all. And, and they always had like tan lines. They always had like a uh, tan line, like just where their underwear would be and everything else. There was like white as snow and everything else was like tan. It's just so funny. That's what was in then. And it looked, it looked so hot then. And so and every generation has something different, I guess, but it just cracks me up. But people change. So my point is, I guess, ultimately is saying that if you um, stay around long enough, you'll fit in somewhere eventually. <laughs> eventually you'll fit into the prevailing, um, prevailing, you know, type in the gay community, if you're around long enough, because, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I'm, for me, I'm like, I guess I'm more, what am I? I don't know. I don't know what I am. I, that's what, that's what I was trying to get at is I don't, I don't want to choose a category because I don't really fit into one. I'm kind of across a few categories that I fit into because I'm unique and I don't really belong. I'm not just this or just that. I'm, complex. I'm more than one thing. So, and I like it that way. 
And so I, I refuse and I've always refused to say I'm this or I'm that or I'm this or I'm that. And that's the same way. It probably has to do with the fact because I'm biracial and all that crap and had to say, well, are you black? Are you white? Are you black? Are you white all my life? I heard that fucking shit. So it probably has to do with that. And I kind of resist picking a category. I'd hate being categorized. Even when the census taker used to come before they added mixed race to the uh, census, I um, they would say, well, um, do you want to check white or black? I'm like, uh, neither because I'm both. But we need you to check one or the other. Well, it's too bad I'm not checking the other one. <laughs> so you need, I said, you need to add yourself a box there for biracial, or you can just not add it at all. I, and so that's why a couple of times, I think it was one time I had to do that one time. I think it was 2000 or something. And I was like 25. <clears throat> and uh, it always pissed me off. And so I think that I'm just the kind of person who does not like to be, you know, um, categorized. And so I don't think anyone should be categorized. So these stupid categories that gays put each other in, I think are unnecessary. And so if you want to be part of a category, fine. If that's what makes you feel better, if it makes you feel like you belong to something. But I don't. And that's just me. So that's what I have to say for tonight's show on Gay Mass. I'll be back tomorrow for show number 29 of 2015 on my year-long quest to do a show every single day. So I hope to hear from you guys then. I'll be back uh, tomorrow. And Tristan, thanks for coming to the show. I'll see you later. And everybody else, have a good night. Thanks. Bye. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 